Welcome to the Film Look Podcast, where we try and achieve it one shot at a time. I am one half of the Film Look, Robert Carr. We're also joined by the other half of the Film Look, Richard Scott. That's me. And then we're also joined by the third official, unofficial member of the Film Look, Christian Foreman. Hello. So you've seen the film The Matrix? We have. Yeah? Yeah. All of them? All three? Um, All of them, yeah. I've even yeah. seen The Animatrix. Oh, I've never seen that. That was good. I taped it, and then I, I was watching it while taping it. Yeah. And got about half an hour in, and I was like, right, I'll, I'll, I'll tape the rest, and I'll watch it when I get, get home from school the next day. It's only 35 minutes long. I missed, like, five minutes of the film. I was uh, good. Uh. Um, well, my fact is better than that, but it's not... <laughs> <laughs> it's not really, Burned but it is. Yes. Um, so, you know, all of the scenes when the, in The Matrix is tinted green. We've spoke about this before, Richard. Um, yes. So all the scenes in the, in, the, in the Matrix, when they're in the computer, are tinted green to make them look like they're... A, in a computer and all of the scenes that are not in the matrix or like when they're on zion and the ships and nebuchadnezzar nebuchadnezzar are all are all tinted blue if you noticed and richard do you want to tell us about you you don't know this i didn't well yeah i'm colorblind yeah so i i didn't know i knew that the the nebuchadnezzar and stuff was like cold yeah it's it's really blue yeah steel looking but But I, i didn't know that inside the matrix like uh I'm guessing it must be the shots of like when he gets the thing stuck in his belly button and stuff that it's like really green. Yeah, I mean, I've got the I mean, just the whole it's thing. Very, it's very subtle, so it's don't yeah. don't feel bad. Just that a tint of green. It. No, yeah, I mean, I've I've got a picture in here in front of us right now where the um where Agent uh, Smith and Neo are fighting and it is completely green. Um, I'll put this in the show notes below so you can see. That I is, mean, that is that is undoubtedly green. And you know what? If yeah. you go back and watch it, it's all like that. No, I can't tell. I can remember what you know the office scenes at the beginning. Yeah, that I mean that is yeah. Yeah, I remember that, and it's also like very grey as well. It's, mm-hmm. it's made to sh- yeah. shoot shot like it's really boring and mundane world. Uh-huh. I um, watched a whole episode of Lost, and it was t- completely green, and I didn't realise until the credits came up, and obviously the credits are black background, white text, and I'm like, why is it bright green? <laughs> so I went back, and it was because my scart lead was halfway out, <laughs> so it was only showing like the the green. Uh, we should maybe do a topic on Channel. that. Colorblind, colorblind uh, yeah, filmmaker. Yeah, how to be a filmmaker if you're colorblind. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's difficult sometimes. Uh, one time I made, I was trying to like <laughs> color grade a film and I made, made the uh, the actors look like the Hulk because I can't tell the difference between skin tones and green. I also had that problem <laughs> watching a Star Trek film that apparently someone was green the whole time. I didn't realise. Didn't realise. No. So what about Gamora of um, Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I do know she's green, but only because someone told us. Oh, yeah, because it's like when someone tells you, oh, it's that colour, you reckon. But, you know, but she's like it. a luminous green. You really yeah. can't tell that? Well, I can't tell the difference between certain shades of green and brown. Right. So her dark skin is probably the same shade as her green skin, just obviously a yeah. different colour. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't see many colours. Green and brown. Purple and blue are the same colour. Um, honestly, I think it's a worldwide conspiracy that people are coming up with this colour called purple. It doesn't exist. It's just blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my fact today about The Matrix. Um, yeah, so next time you watch it, check it out. You'll notice it now. Christian, what are we doing on this podcast this week? So this is episode number six, right? Yes. Number six. We're getting there. We are. It's more than five. More than five. So, coming up on episode number six, we have news and views where we're going to be talking about gear releases, industry news, and interesting filmmaking videos that we've seen this week. Our topic discussion this week is video showreels. And then after that, we've got a segment called You Haven't Seen Haven't That. Haven't Seen That. Getting, getting better at that. Yep. Where we discuss the film that one or more you of us... Haven't Seen That. Hasn't. 
<laughs> Richard was currently he had a mouthful of tea at that point. <laughs> we don't have one. Just put it back in the cup. Oh, that was close. A bit went oh, out my nose. <coughs> Sorry. All right. So, yeah, this week's film is American Pie. That's all I wanted to say. And then at the end of the podcast, we'll be answering some questions sent to us on Twitter, where you can find us at The Film Look if you want to send us a question. Throw us a line on Twitter. And throughout the podcast, Robin Rich will be competing in a filmmaking trivia challenge. This week's is a classic on the podcast. It's Top of the Props. Oh, Top of the Props. Oh, this is a first on the official podcast, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. we'll go into that when when tri- it's trivia time. So, Rob, why don't you start us off with news and views? Let's let's load up the jingle. do 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 News and views. No, no, no. News and views. No, no, no. We're going retro today. Retro. Um, <laughs> I do like it. You know what? It's it's starting to. I'm starting to like that. Oh, can um, I tell you what my friend emailed messaged me the other day as well? Oh, let's reverse that on news and views. Shabs. News and views will be back after this short message. <laughs> no, my friend Frank, uh, who listens to this podcast with his with his wife Liz. Yeah. And Frank and Liz. Hello. And and he messaged me going, "You'll be glad to hear that Liz sings news and views." No, no, no. Yes, get in. You know what? I do actually. I've, it's grown on us. I'll, I'll give you that one. So wicked. That's so good. I love that. Anyway, let's go. News and views. <laughs> News and views. <laughs> so did the wrong way around. That was for you, Liz. Um, you, should we do it properly? No, so go on. Keep going. Okay. So today on news and views, there's more views than there is news. Um, there's one bit of news. Um, which is all about the Panasonic GH5 is just getting a firmware update. This um, got announced when the camera came out, but it says the 2.0 firmware will come out later on in the year, and it is now later on in the year. So what what is what can it do now? So what it can do now, um, and what everyone was like, the reason I think a lot of people have bought this camera is it, it's got a higher bit rate, so it can go up to 400 megabytes per second in 10-bit, 422 um and it's also added the 6K uh, 4 point aspect ratio of 4.3 uh, anamorphic mode. So you can shoot anamorphic natively on the camera. You don't need to like have a certain lens. Well, you do need a certain lens, but it it fixes it all from you. It's all in camera now. Um, that's cool. So, which, yeah, it is really cool. 6K as well. That's Which good. is for the size of camera. I mean, we, we shoot on Sony, so um, this kind of doesn't apply to us. But I think for a, a filmmaker... You know, you can get this camera relatively cheap compared to a cinema camera, you know, like the, the Canon C, C, C range and stuff like that, the Sony FS range. Um, and you know what? You're getting everything that you're going to need to make your film. You don't need you don't need 12-bit. You don't need 444. You know, you, 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 this is enough. You, they're, they're pushing these cameras further than the, they probably should go. We we were this the GH yeah. was it the GH five or, GH, or the GH four GH four it was between that and the A seven S and the only reason we went for an A seven S was because of the low light capabilities yeah I mean with this being a crop sensor um a micro four thirds oh sensor, yeah and the um lens types as well yeah you have to we've all had, we've got like APS C uh, and standard EF lenses yeah so lenses. we I mean you could have got the Metabones adapter and st- and adapted those but even so um but uh, you know what this does all of the specs that you're going to need um, for a very long time. I love the idea of having anamorphic, so you can slap an anamorphic on it, and it all and it 
pushes it back out again. Yeah, it does it all for you in camera. That's really, really um, cool. So your pixel density is exactly the same as it should be. It's not cropping the top and bottom off. It's it's pushing those pixels in. So they're no longer square pixels. Yes. Rectangular. So it's, you know, and this type of um, anamorphic mode on many other cameras, well, you can't get. And, you know, these are offering something that a lot of people will go for. Yeah, it's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you've got a GH5, you can upgrade now. It's uh, it's out. Um, I think it costs. I'll, if it does, let us know. Because um, I've <laughs> literally uh, this news has literally just come out. They've just released it today. Um, I'm a little bit behind on the news and views today, so this is going to be a little bit roby. So that's the end of news. Time for views. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working these in, you see. Honestly, this is, I hope, right? Because we're working all this out at the moment. We're only yeah. on episode six. I hope by the time episode like 100 comes along, this is just like the cheesiest, like preloaded, like jingles yeah. that we all just, we all just work to the point where it's no longer funny anymore, but just do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be right. so good. Right. The view section is where we talk about YouTube videos that we think other filmmakers should watch. Um, and this one definitely fits with the easy going kind of of this podcast. Um, Caleb Pike, who runs DSLR Video Shooter, has just released a video of how to light bald people. Yeah. Um, because he has been, he's been, you know, hanging on to his hair for quite a while and he's decided, you know, I'm going to take that jump and I'm just going to shave it off because... He's been hanging on to the hair. Yeah. His hair's not hanging on to him. Yeah. Um, so he's he's got this video about how to light bald people and in it he talks about position of certain lights um, depending on where you are but he also talks about you can use like makeup to kind of because we, we, we shot something before and um, the guy was bald and it was a sweaty day as well so yeah, a he had a very day. shiny bald head yeah, and he had time. a suit on um, and he was I think he was a little bit nervous about the shoot and we were shooting the backlight was um, the edge light was you know a window and we overexposed his head and <laughs> to the point where it was completely white and yeah. then when we graded it down because we shot cine style on the cannon yes. so it needed to be graded anyway yeah. <laughs> half of his head was just missing <laughs> yeah and oh, you know this, this was a professional client shoot and um, we managed to get away with it and certain bits were it like the cl- it was a cloudy day so certain times his head wasn't overexposed but with this video it kind of explains all of that and it's something that you know you don't really think about until mm. it happens to you like yeah. like we did yeah so as soon as i seen the video um i kind of sent it to my friend who's bald i was like oh i've made a video about for, uh, for you um, about this so it's a really interesting video it's daft but he you see him shave his head on the video as well so it's, yeah. it's a bit more personality we really like Caleb as well he, he's, his channel's really good he's um, he's just also he does live streams every week now as well and his latest live stream is about making a living on YouTube you know he's been going seven eight years now and that's his full-time job running a YouTube channel and it's about it's an hour long of him explaining how he makes money from YouTube yeah, his live streams are super high quality as well yeah. yeah, he's got all the kit for They're those. They're not like webcam sort of stuff. It's it's pretty much like a proper. I think it's. A, video, I think yeah. it's. I he's think got it all capture carded in and everything, yeah, doesn't he? Everything it's, like that. It's really cool. um, yeah, check out that live stream as well if you head over to that. All these links will be in the show notes below if you want to check them out. Um, the next view um, is from Aperture, who make lights. Um, <laughs> oh, never. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're going to be in every week. <laughs> I mean, the the really. I mean, I think I've mentioned them every week of the podcast, but they, they're just making really good high quality lights for a really good price. Um, 
So they're, they're making short videos as well. So they do like two minute film schools. So this new video is all about um, two contrast ratios for filmmakers. And a contrast ratio is what your key light is to your fill light or what your key light is to your backlight. So there's a ratio. So if you had a one to one ratio from your key to fill, both sides of the face would be the same uh, brightness. If you had a, um, a two to one ratio, one side of the face would be darker, the other one would be that same light. And when you say two to one, you mean it's it's two times as many stops? Two, two times as many stops down. So you yeah. can also do key to fill as well. So you can have the key light on your subject and the background will have a different ratio. So that's why our you might see a background that's a little bit darker. In a rom-com, generally everything is lit completely even that's a one-to-one -one ratio if you're going for a little bit more drama um they use the example of that film with Joseph gordon levitt and luba that's what i was going for mm. I, was, I was working that out in my head um the diner scene on that the ratio in there is about it's about eight to one so you see a lot of natural light coming onto the loads them. of light coming in from the yep. window isn't it yep and the on the other side of the face it's very dark but the reason they do that for to tell is to tell the story so we're concentrating on them and we can't really see what's going on in the background and the diner's full at the beginning of the scene hmm. but at the end of the scene it's empty okay. because obviously the people the bad guys are, are figuring out that what's going on the bad guys are figuring out that they're in there and joseph gordon levitt's character and um what's he called bruce willis bruce willis's character they play the same character in the film um they're so into this conversation so because they're so freaked out that they're kind of seeing each other that they don't realise that this the diner becomes empty. Okay. So the ratio is used to yeah, tell yeah. stories. Um two minute video, you know what? It explains it so well in two minutes. Better than I did in the And this these is last the reason for using false colour on monitors, isn't yes, it? Yes, false colour tells you about your, your lighting ratios. Yes, false colour on monitors and you can also use a light meter, uh, which was the traditional way of doing it when you had film. Now you've got false colour. You do need a monitor for that, so um, yeah, that like I said, two minute video explains it better than I did. The second video is also from Aperture and it's called Eleven Bones Mount Accessories and the Bones Mount is a universal type of adapter modifier to change your light. So you can get, um, like, the, the the adapter can fit on many different light modifiers. So you can get um, reflecting domes, you can get snoots, which are, you can turn your light into a spotlight. You can get softboxes, barn doors, etc. There's explain about 11 of them. But the reason they talk about this is because, the reason they talk about this is because all of their new lights now have this adapter and previously in the past uh, these light modifiers the bones light modifiers could only be used on photography lights or flashlights because they don't get as hot as continuous lights and if you wanted to use these modifiers on continuous lights you would have to get specially high graded heated um, uh, modifiers that wouldn't melt but because every light is going to led lights now you can use these light modifiers and it's opening up the world to so many filmmakers now um you know because before they would have to spend a lot of money getting all of these light modifiers that are heat resistant but you can go out you can get a photography set which is a lot lot cheaper to modify your light and like i says the reason they're bringing out this this video and telling you about it because they provide some of the the bones um modifiers because all of their lights now support bones modifiers we're good yeah. so you can get one light and then you can buy a modifier which will then turn it into 11 different sources of light. So you can turn that light into a spot. You can turn that light, you know, you've got a, a reflector, you can put barn doors on. You can have so much control with these lights. And it again, they're providing lights which are really cheap. So in, instead of having sort of like, a, you've got yourself a spotlight and then you've got yourself a nice softbox, mm -hmm. it's just one 
source of light and then on the front of it is like almost like your different lenses. Pretty much. That's, so, that's which, cool. you know, has been, like it says, has been around for a very long time, but they've been more expensive because yeah. you've had to get those heat-resistant ones. Right, okay. And now, obviously, video people use continuous lights. So we could buy maybe like three lights. Uh, we don't have to buy like a bunch of spotlights, then yeah. a bunch of soft boxes. Mm-hmm. We just get these lights and then these we just modifiers. clip these modifiers yeah. on like, oh, we need to turn that into this which, sort of light. Which which for a filmmaker, you know, when, you, when you're out there and you, you're buying your first set of lights, you've got to think, right, what do I need? I can't afford everything. I need to get a certain particular light that's going to do everything. And if you're getting a light that does everything, it's generally not going to be the best. It doesn't, it's not the best at one thing. But with these, you can, you can literally buy one light or a set from them and get all these modifiers. Some from them, but you can get a lot of third-party, like, um, ones from China. Just the photography ones yeah. that have been out for ages. Yeah, and buy a full Wicked. kit. But what's good as well, you can get them cheap, you can get loads of different ones, and then you can figure out, oh, this is how you get that look with that light. This is, I can use this for that look. And, yeah. you know, it's opened up the world to filmmakers on a budget. Um, I mean, I, 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 the next upgrade, for, I think, for us would be premium lights like this. Mm, yeah, you definitely. Know, with all these light modifiers. Um, so, yeah, go check it out. Like I says, all those videos will be in the show notes uh, below. And that's the end of News and Views. News and Views. Na, na, na. News and Views. Na, na, na. So, trivia. I always yeah. forget about this it's second. Episode I know, me too. What's the scores so on the doors? Scores on the doors overall <laughs> is uh, uh, Richard is winning 4-1. So if you he wins this. a bit this, far behind. If he wins this, he wins. Well, he wins. Yeah, I guess He I wins do, the yeah. first round of... The first round. You know, we yeah. didn't think of a forfeit, did we? We okay. might have to do that next week when we think of it. Yeah, probably. If not, if he wins this week... We'll buy you dinner. Get in. I'm excited. <laughs> so this week we're going to do Top of the Props. And this was requested last week because we did this game in the pre-releases. And Rob was pretty good at it, which is unusual. So we thought we'd bring it back <laughs> to, Thanks, give him, <laughs> to give him a, good, uh, a shot. Just do it. So this this game is simply just guess the movie based on the prop. Okay. Um, so you, go, you get a point for that? No, the, I'm just going to do... I'm going to name the prop and you're going to have to name the movie. All right, okay. so and then you get a point. Simplifying we're gonna do, it. Simplifying yep. it. We're going to get two... Um, around so there is six points up for grabs perfect in total um, so you no- name the prop we name the film yes um, cool. I try to find props that have noises so we get to, you know include some audio in this round so some props have audio some don't um, okay. but we'll just see how it goes shall we let's do it so the first one this is the sound that this prop makes and what I'm looking for is the name of the movie Name of the I'm movie gonna go Jumanji. The this isn't a prop. This is what the prop sounds. What this is what this sounds. Jumanji. It is Jumanji. How is that a prop? Because it's this, it's the noise that the uh, the board makes. Yeah, it's the board. The board makes the board makes. So the, the noise. board is the prop, and that's what it's what's what it sounds like. Ah, uh, yeah. That was a that was a difficult first round. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I got it. You got it. You got it straight away. <laughs> Well, the tables have I was, turned. I was listening to like music and then waiting for a for like a, a sound effect. Mm, that's that's, the, that's the beauty of top uh, of the props. Right. Isn't it? I mean, I'm going to get this one and probably not get the rest. Okay. So. <laughs> I've got some facts about the the the. the board I love game. the board. I would love to have one of these boards. Just about how they put it together, they had so many. Obviously, had so many different boards mm. uh, made for this. So there was a cast form board for when um, the you know the actors were running about with it. Normally, Robin Williams. And then there was a hero board that was uh, for the claw shots that was made of wood mm. that were quite heavy. And then there was a magnetic one for the, like the the scenes where oh, you the, know the little yeah, moving yeah, yeah yeah. 
And then there was a rubber one when they had to throw it about or how to fall with it and stuff like yeah. that. But there was like, there was, yeah. There was loads. Ten. There was, I'd there was lo- loads. I'd love one of those boards. I would. Mm-hmm. It was a prop. Uh, so the next one, I'm just going to say it out loud because this one doesn't have a sound. Um, what film is the prop Reese's Pieces from? E.T. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I thought I'd include that since we did E.T. on the podcast and we spoke in length about Reese's Pieces. Yeah, we did, yeah. Fact about that, it was supposed to be M&M's. They got a huge brand deal out of it. Oh, did um, they? Reese's Pieces. Um, I think they spent like a, a million pound on um, awareness for the film because oh, they included yeah. it in the, in the film, which is oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I'm cool. imagining they got a crap load of Reese's Pieces. I imagine there was a lot on <laughs> set. <laughs> on set. Christian, why are you pronouncing it Reese's Pieces? That's what it is. It's Reese's, isn't it? It's Reese's Pieces. No, it's Reese's Pieces. Is it really? Yeah. Well, I lived in the States for a while and that's how they pronounce it. Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Oh, right. Yeah. Reese's Pieces. Yeah. I don't like them. Am so. I wrong? Am I wrong? Yeah, look, it's it's Reese's. No, Re- I know that's what it's Reese's written down as. Yeah, but how does them pronounce in America? Should we? We're in the northeast of England, so. I'm going to type in how do you pronounce. Stay with us, listeners. How do you pronounce? <laughs> <laughs> Pronounce.com. Reese's. This episode is sponsored by Pronounce.com. <laughs> Head over when you need to things. Need things. Pronouncing. And if Reese's Pieces want to sponsor the podcast... No, I don't like them, though. I don't like peanut butter. Do you not? Oreos, though. I love Reese's Pieces. Reese's. Reese's? Like like the name... That was a computer, though, wasn't it? Like the name Reese. It would be Reese's Pieces. And then Pieces, like Pieces, which is a word, which means like... Reese's Pieces. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not. That. All right, let's stop this now. Just Google it yourself at home. See if um, see, see what the right way to pronounce it is. Yeah, if if you if you pronounce it a different way, tweet us. Uh, what was that? I'm gonna play that again. Reese's Pinkies. Reese's Pinkies. Great. Audience, I don't even know what that is, and I'm sitting in I'm sitting in the studio right now recording this. Okay. Oh, uh, it's funny. Right, so it's one one after round one. Jumanji and E.T. Um, stay tuned for more fun with Top of the Props. I'm sure they've, they're all still tuned in. <laughs> Alright, Christian, what is today's topic? So today's topic is showreels, a filmmaker's CV. They seem important and everyone seems to have one. And when we start out, we are always being told to make one. But what really goes into a showreel and what are the do's and don'ts? So let's talk. Uh, first question, what is a showreel? A showreel is a montage of your best shots for... Your work, I guess. Video work, yeah, that's cut together to a wicked track. Or you could have some of the interviews if you've got them in there as well and try and tell a story. It really is your video CV or resume. But I've seen a lot of these and it seems to be just the focusing on the the visual side of things. The sexiest shots you've got put into one video. In your showreel, it's got to be the best looking shots. The ones that you're most proud of. um, I I don't like showreels. We'll probably get into that in a bit. So why are they important? Because it shows someone the work you can create for them. So if someone's looking for um, someone who can do good corporate sit-down interviews, um, say your showreel and they'll go, yeah, you can shoot video. Yeah, if we wanted to employ a freelancer to come and do some shots or something, we can look at the showreel and first of all, we can tell that they're, they're shooting with the right settings. Uh, we can see that they can compose a shot. We can see that they're exposing the shot correctly. And then we can have a look at their sort of like visual style and see what extra little quirks and stuff they might have. Yeah, I've hired a lot of freelance filmmakers and I've never looked at a showreel. I'm going to be honest. Have you not? Good no. Good. So what do you look at then? I look at like previous videos you've done. Oh, right. So okay. the last Because I think everyone, videos, yeah. honestly, you see one showreel, you've seen them all. Everyone looks exactly the same. Yeah. 
Um, Slider shots, drone shots. I don't think it's hard to make a Shory look look good. Yeah. Because it's only ever a second shot of the best second shot you've got out of each video mm. I'm putting together. And I think everyone can do that. Yeah. It doesn't, I suppose it doesn't tell a story, does it? No. I mean, so do you look at just the, the latest work on their website or Facebook yeah, page, or YouTube page? Yeah, yeah. yeah, the last couple of videos. Yeah, I, yeah. T- I tend to avoid the showreels. So how long should showreels be? Well, we we might not have the most popular opinion, but we think your showreel should be no more than one minute. If you can't if you can't get it down to less than one minute, then you're being very very precious with your own work, and you're probably duplicating shots as well. Yeah, your, your footage. You know, your, a certain project should really only be shown once or twice. Uh, anything more than that, and mm-hmm. you don't have enough work to be able to have a showreel, essentially. Yeah, I mean, if in your showreel, um, it's say two minutes long, three minutes long, but half of it's drone shots. Just get rid of most of them. Show two. I feel like it's it's hard to, like you say, because it's not telling a story. It's mm-hmm. going to be hard to keep a, someone's attention for that amount of time if it's just montage shots. Should you be making multiple reels? Um, I would. For multiple things, so for example, if you want to, just say, you, I'll mention drones again, if you want to advertise that you've got a drone and you can shoot with it, you've got the license, make a drone showreel, because someone, someone will come to you just for that. If you are wanting to shoot weddings, just have a wedding showreel. A bride doesn't want to um, sit and watch, you know, see if you can shoot a corporate sit-down interview. They want to see how well you can shoot their wedding. Or the fact that you can... Uh, a shot of your short film where someone's getting shot in the face yeah that that, that definitely might put them off <laughs> yeah so yeah have multiple ones uh, if you're doing multiple things and um, music videos as well if you're shooting um want to shoot music videos just have a music show reel because a band wants to be able to search for you in your local area and like again they don't want to sit down and see how you can shoot a boring sit down corporate video they want to see how well you can shoot their music video and visually and because that's all music videos are yeah, and you, the, the showreels are there. If you've got five there, you'll only ever send one to a certain type of client. If it's a corporate sort of place, you'll just send them the corporate mm. the corporate stuff you've got. And, you know, if it's a band, you'll only ever send them the music yeah. videos. So get them down. I think that's why we also say, like, one minute. Don't don't make a showreel of all the entirety of your projects from the last 10 years because the last nine years, you it. It's just not going to be as good as the, yeah. the stuff you've done in the last one year. Yeah, your latest stuff will be the best. So update it every, you know, year if you oh, want yeah. to. If you've only got yeah. one, update it every year. Um, but again, yeah, multiple showreels. It'll, it'll, you'll make more money off it. You'll get more attention, especially if you're doing multiple things, if you're making lots of different types of videos. No one wants to sit and watch a showreel for three minutes, but if they see 57 seconds, it doesn't feel like a as big of a sacrifice. How many showreels do you have? Um, I've made quite a few of the years. So I've got, I've just been looking at my old one from 2012. So that was, it was a little bit longer than it should have been. And there was a lot of shots from the same project because I didn't have a lot. And at the time I thought, oh, I need to, need to be as long as possible. Needs to be this long, yeah. Yeah. And then every year I've, I've kind of put one together just because the projects have been getting bigger and better. The shots have been getting better, you know, especially when you update cameras and stuff, it's, it's a lot sharper. So, you know, I've got a couple. Um, we need to actually make a new one for the work we've been doing over the past year because there's so many different types of um, work we've done. So, yeah, I mean, so every year you're going to need one. And definitely split your, um, your short films from your client work as well. Like you say, a, a groom... Or a bride definitely doesn't want to see someone getting shot in the head. 
Actually, don't don't have anything like that in any show reel. No, just, yes. Just avoid yeah. it. No one wants to see your visual effects stuff. Unless, obviously, you're a visual effects artist. So what else should you avoid? Oh, definitely don't have your logo in the first 10 seconds. No. And, like, don't do, not do like, a sweet animation or anything. Unless you've got a, a, a motion graphics reel, uh, and then put it all, in. Yeah. But have it at the end, and it needs to be no more than, like, two seconds. No one cares about what your logo looks like. We just want to see your work. Um, cool, I think that's the end of the segment. Have you got anything else to add about showreels? I mean, if people have got showreels and the, the question about it, um, they don't know how to cut it down, send them, send them to us at the Film Look on any social media you'll find us, and we'll have a look because, you know, I I, I got my showreel down to 20 seconds. Like, I, 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 we good, yeah, 20 seconds, we needed, I approve. We needed, I don't know what it was for, and it was, I think... It was, it was for it, Facebook. Yeah, I think it was for Facebook. It was just we wanted need, a Facebook ad. Yeah, we're just 20 seconds. Let's, let's do this. And um, I cut out a lot. And a lot of shots that I love, you know, in your showreel, it is all of your best stuff. Um, and I cut out a lot, but it was it told everything that needed to tell. I can shoot video, hire me. Yeah, like, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah you know. I you also can, don't... You can, get uh, that, you can get that from the first shot that people see. Yeah. You go, oh, this guy can shoot. Yeah, good. Yeah. Let's have a look at his other videos, his proper ones. Yeah. And don't save the best till last. Some people do this. Best first. They're like, just your best first, best then first. your second best, then your third best, get up to five, and then you should have finished it by Yeah, you then. should have finished it by then, yeah. If you've got if you've got anything in your showreel that's over four years old, it shouldn't be in there. Because you are so much better as a filmmaker. Your camera's probably better. And you're not going to be hired for the work that you used to do. You get hired for the work that you are currently doing. Good place to end. Yeah, send them in if you got them. Cool. That was this week's topic, which was showreels. Moving on to round two of Top of the Props. Yeah. It is currently 1-1. One, one. Going okay. well. Same again. I'm going to play uh, the first one. I'm going to play an audio clip that the prop makes. Okay. Um, you can guess the... I suppose you can guess the prop or the film. Okay. You'll get a, yeah. You're not going to get a point each, but you'll get, you know... If Whoever you know the prop, first. you'll know the film anyway, yeah. won't you? Okay. Right, so this is prop number one. What prop is that? What prop makes that noise? Ah, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I do want to see it, but I don't think it's that. Um, do you want to play it again? Yeah, can yeah. Oh, it's Men in Black. Ah, oh, man, I was just about to see that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it. Yeah, I was. It was either that. I, I could tell. Like, I, could, I could tell you knew it. Yeah, it was like I was going to see the Matrix <laughs> something off that, and I was like, yeah, Men in Black. It's the um. It's the thing that makes you mind Forget, go. Yeah. Bloody blah. So, yeah, that was the, the neutralizer. Neutralizer, yes. Where they uh, raise your mind, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Man, um, so I used close. to love that. It's a pretty cool, cool device, cool yes. prop. So, a little fact about that. They got, they ended up buying old flash cubes that went on cameras. Oh, right. And okay. they put that inside so they could only do one at a time and then yeah. they had to replace the cube. Oh, so it was, it was actually. It was actually did, live. Yeah, right, okay. yeah. They had a little light going in, um, built into it but it wasn't a long enough flash to pick up on camera. Mm-hmm. So they had to rethink it, and that's when they got one of those, what, whatever they're called. That's pretty cute, cool. Cute I like flash that. Likes. Cool. Practical. <laughs> My favourite uh, type of effect. Prop number two. I don't have audio for this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. Plastic bag. The prop is a plastic bag. I was going to say that, that Katy Perry thing, but it's not. That's not my guess, by the way. Um, I know for a fact neither of you have seen this film, but it is heavily referenced, so I assume you might get it. Oh man, plastic bag. And give you a little bit more clues, a bit more context. Yeah, go for it. So the plastic bag um, is blowing in the wind. 
and people the um the the the, the character comments on it um, and talks about the bag as a as a metaphor. No idea. No idea. I'm going to do a Katy Perry's music video. I think the Katy Perry um, lyric is, do you ever feel like a plastic bag floating in the wind or whatever it is? I think that's a reference to this film. Okay, what is this? It's American Beauty. I have seen that film. Oh, it's man. It's a while. It's a long time ago. Can you remember though. that scene? Um, no. <laughs> I'll, um, I, that- should, I should say as well, I'm drinking, out, I'm drinking some tea at the moment and my mug is it's made out of props, a, yeah. a hundred props. I'm sure a plastic bag I'm sure the plastic bag. The, sure the plastic bag. The, no, there's, there is an um, American beauty reference. It's the rose. It's the rose. Yeah. yeah. Should have said rose. Should have said rose. Um, I haven't seen that film in a while. You haven't seen that film, have you, Rich? No. Well, um, we'll put that on. You haven't seen that? You haven't um, seen that? Um, because it's it's a well it's a it's Kevin Spacey isn't it so alright that was anticlimactic but it's 2-1 now two to one, Richard yeah. uh, right, cool. and we'll do the rest next two in the, in the final round moving on to the third segment of the podcast which is called you, you haven't, haven't seen, seen that? that and this week's Nailed. film is American Pie So American Pie, it was released in 1999, and it is just about four teenage boys who enter a pact to lose their virginity by prom night. <laughs> yeah, this it's is it's very sophisticated this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a, a bit of a curveball to what we've been doing the past few weeks, um, which I suppose might be interesting. I think that's the reason <laughs> yeah, we, we, the reason we chose because it. because of that, yeah. yeah it's yeah. not like yeah. we went a bit insane. We're going to we really try and figure out yeah. how it did it. It's, it's, no, because we, we've picked all these Hollywood masterpieces, and... Why not pick something that's 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 this? That's yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. How did American Pie get the film look? <laughs> let's do it. So, well, we've all seen this film, I assume. Yeah, I've seen it many times. Yes, many, yeah. many, many, many times. Watched it, leave it here as well. Yeah, I watched it last night. Um, I haven't seen this in about ten years. I was trying to remember the last okay. time I saw it. I've um, seen it last year. Really? Yeah, I've seen I, I've seen it a lot. It's always on, isn't it? It's, it's always on TV. On TV. Yeah. Well, I, I just remember when it came out, me and my friends watched this back to back for about five years. We like yeah. recorded it like inside mm-hmm. out, but I don't think I've seen it in 10 years. So it was quite, I wasn't looking forward to rewatching it. <laughs> okay. Well, just I thought that in the past 10 years, I've gr- grown as a, as a person, well, I've matured and I think my movie taste has become a little bit more well, sophisticated than American Pie. I found out in the last 10 years, apparently I haven't matured. So... <laughs> <laughs> So for that reason, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch. I was considering as well going, I'm not going to watch this. I'm just going to go in and use my 10-year-old memory to talk about the film. But I did that with Heat. Didn't work. <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I did enjoy it. That's not as it's a good film, but I did enjoy it purely because of the nostalgia that's attached yeah. to it. Uh-huh. Um, and it was kind of it was kind of funny. Yeah, You know what? <laughs> I, I absolutely love this film. I think it's hilarious. I think... It set the bar, like, I mean, the opening scene sets the bar, um, but it sets the bar for every, a lot of films that come after this. You know, this was 1999, every, you know, then you've got the rest of American Pies, you've got uh, Do Where's My Car, you've got Euro Trip, Euro Trip. Was, Euro trip. was that uh, Do Where's My Car? Yeah, no, no, it couldn't was. have been. It was. Do Where's My Car? Yeah. I'm sure it was. Let's, let's Fact settle check. this. Fact, Fact check. check. Did Dude Where's My Car come out I'm going to say Dude Where's My Car is 90... This, I'm, I'm, no, I'm because this no, on the Dude Where's My Car came out in 2000. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> I retract that. This was Sean William Scott's <laughs> You lose gangster first, points for that. Yeah, pie points. Um, this was Sean William Scott's first ever film. Was it really? Yes. He was good in it. He was the best one. Oh, yes. He's the best character. And yeah. he's nothing like that in real life, apparently. So 
No. That's one of my facts gone already. This Man. film was a bit hit and miss for me. Some bits I really, really liked. And some bits I was like, oh, this is old. <laughs> this is aged. I don't know whether this is for me. All right, well, we're just giving opinions at the minute. Should we go, Let's should we go down, anyway? yeah. um, So the first thing on the list is, oh, as always, character development. So the story and the writing. Um, well, these... The, right, okay, so the four guys certainly have their own, like, archetypes, yep. don't they? Jim, Oz, Kevin and Finch. Jim, Oz, Kevin and I've Finch. I've wrote it down this week. <laughs> so Jim's the main guy. I yep. can't believe we're talking about American so Pie, he's, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so Jim's, Jim's the default, essentially, yes. isn't he? He's, he's what the, he's he the protagonist. Expect. He's the... He's the yeah. He's the main guy. I, I imagine he gets the most screen time. I haven't looked at it, but I think at the yeah he will. He yeah. will have got the most screen. What time. what I like about the the writing in this film is that the archetypes are the the they are what you think they are on in face value, but then when you actually delve into it, so like who's the um who's the nerdy one? It's Finch, isn't Finch, it? Yeah. yeah. So but, he's he's the weird one. Yeah. But but he's not really nerdy at all, is he? No. He's a actually. Ex- He's a bit of a hipster, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the the best friend. Who's the best friend? Kevin, I would say. Kevin. Yeah. He you tries know, to tries to please. I've got notes on this. Tries to uh, please. Kevin tries to please. Okay. Um, and then you've got Oz. Oz, who um, becomes a completely different character. Okay. He be, he's, it's a reverse. He, be, he was a jock, but now he's like really sweet and nice. Yeah. yeah. He, he completely changed. And you know, Jim, he uses his brains, which trips him over. Okay. He's too clever for his own good. Right. Um, I literally oh, ha- I've written loads of notes for this. <laughs> I think we should just let Rob talk about it for the next twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah but, keep going. But, tell, but, tell us. No, more. I, w- I was going to say what I liked about this film is that they did all four of them did have independent arcs. Yes, and they did have their own own stories, and the, and they weren't stereotypes that you would normally get in a high school film. Like before this, um, the the films that were. Um, kind of of this genre was the John Hughes types films, which is The Breakfast Club, and you know, it's very um, far from that. And all, all those other ones <laughs> yeah. from the eighties, and um, you know, Ferris Bueller and all that sort of stuff, where he just kind of put stereotypes on film, like there was a jock, there was a, a nerd, there was the smart one, there was the you know, all of that, the sporty one. These kind of blur the lines a bit; they don't fit into those categories, which is refreshing, I think, yeah. for this type of film. I mean, they've all got a, they've all got a conflict. We've got a character. They've got conflict and they've got a goal. Yes, the goal is the same for everyone, but it kind of changes over time. And they all try to achieve that goal in different ways. In don't different they? ways, like it says, Jim uses his head, which trips him over. He overthinks things, and it's his downfall. Um, in the end, he achieves his goal. They all achieve that one goal. So, it, in traditional story, it does exactly what it should do. Should we remind people what the goal is? No, no, well not. I'm sure everyone's seen this, but it, it's still a goal, though. There's still and yeah. a, a lot of films that we watch now don't have this. I'm sorry, they don't. Like a lot of them don't have character conflict goal, and this is just it's so clear and simple. It does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, when you put it down like that, the writing of this film is a, is better than a lot of modern films. Yeah. They yeah. set out, they set out the premise and go. Let's see how they get on. Yeah, yeah. how they get there. It doesn't try to, to mess about and put twists and everything in. It yeah. just goes. Here's what you've got. Watch these guys try to get laid. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I suppose you're right. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this episode is going to be—it's um, <laughs> going to be Rob convincing Christian that American <laughs> Pie is a masterpiece. Yeah. And you know what? Christian's going to come <laughs> in next <laughs> week with like a snapback cap, turned up sideways, <laughs> and baggy pants, and he's yeah. going to have a skateboard. So, which character um, did you relate to at the time as a teenager? Who um, were you? See, when when I watched—I can't remember when I watched this because obviously it came out in '99, uh, so I would have. Being 11. 11. So I, I, I mustn't have watched this when I was 11. So I must have watched it when I was more of a teenager. Um, but, you know, I think I was more like, I was Jim probably. 
It's just because he mm. gets in, like, I thought, I even know nothing really like that's happened to us, obviously. But, yeah. I probably was gymming as well. Rewatching yeah. it, I think I'm, like, between Finch and that other one. Yeah, the probably Finch, yeah, actually, when I think about it, yeah. Who were you? Uh, you were Stifler, weren't you? Shermanator. Shermanator. <laughs> you know what? That, like, that, when he says that, right, I'm the, Sher- the Shermanator, and he goes the whole robot thing, that is genius writing. Like, y- you can't do it again. Like, yeah. it's it's just stupid. But you know what? It, work- it works for the character, though, because he's he's built up to be, like, the Shermanator, and then he gets he's, it's set up. Fall at the end. Then the he's end. fall at the end. And it it all plays around in a circle. It's set up and pay off. All right, what else you got? <laughs> Characters. Um, Stifler. Uh-huh. And, and you know, Stifler, um, he's the comedic value. He, You know, you you love to hate him, that type of character. Um, he's funny in it. and He's it, by far the funniest one. Yeah. Like. And the in real life, apparently, he's nothing like that character. And it was his first ever role, this this film. And obviously, he went on to play very similar roles after this in many of the films. Um, interesting fact. I'll give you some facts now. He got paid $6,000 for this. Really? For the first f- one? Yeah. For the third he, one, he got $5 million. I was going to say, in this one, in my memory, he was in this film more than he was. So mm-hmm. I think in the first one, they, like I say, he was just kind of a side character. Yeah. They realized how good he was. Yeah. And then the American Pie two, American Pie three. Yeah, he, he became was, a he main was the character, ca- he was didn't the main he? Guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's been a bit stereotyped within this role. Yeah, even though, yeah, even though he's like in his mid mid thirties and stuff like that. But he, like you said, he's he's in this more than you think. But it's it's just his witty banter and the way they bounce off of him. And you know, they say, um, "Oh, we've only been friends with him for this amount of years." And um, Finch goes. We were friends with him, and it's just little things like that. And um, and I guess it breaks the stereotype because he's a bit of the jock character, you know, he plays lacrosse and stuff, but he's not a bully. No. He's a bit of a tease, and he's annoying, and he's a player. Well, I think what well, he always gets, like, victimised. Yeah. You know, like the, uh, the beer the cup, yeah, at the, the start. Cup, yeah, the yeah. um, <laughs> Which, you know... Fun fact, that was egg whites. Yeah, it was egg whites oh. in that beer. <laughs> uh, and he had to, had to drink that a few times. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, everyone knows... Like when they mention Michael Pike, you, you think of Stifler. Yeah, 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 yeah no, definitely. definitely. And everyone yeah. knows a Stifler yeah. in real life as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right, you know what, Rob? You that, know is, what? that is this a is well-written brilliant. film, man. Yeah. You know well-written I'm, film, I'm, rounded characters. I would say this film's it's it's fairly good, but now that you've said that, I'll keep I going. reckon we could make a, a film look episode on this. Yeah. How did American Pie get the film look? Like, yeah. we could totally break we've this got, down. We've got more topics. Like, I've, I've got... All right, how much you got this before we move on to the next one? <laughs> no, no, let's move on to the next one. All right. Well, when I, what I wanted to say just to end this bit is, like, when I rewatched it, it was like meeting up with old friends. Yeah. Because I haven't seen it in a while. Uh-huh. I did feel like I know these characters mm-hmm. and that I grew up with them and they felt like real people. Yeah. Because there weren't those cliched stereotypes. They were a bit more three-dimensional. Yeah. And it was just, it was nice to watch them on screen. Yeah, it was that, good chemistry. And because we see their flaws... It, yeah. you know it we can relate to them we can watch it and it's you know we can live that with them yes a lot of these situations most people have haven't been in but to a certain level we've you know because it's all you know it's being three white guys recording this podcast and you know diversity diversity yeah but we're relating to them because they're trying to get with girls and things like that and so for a kind of our demographic it's we can relate to them so much all right direction <laughs> execution and well, the directors are the two brothers. Um, it's Paul and Chris White. Oh, yeah, I think. Um, I think Chris, and yeah. the the cast didn't. A lot of them didn't. I watched the behind the scenes for this as well. Um, the cast uh, and some of the the commentary on, on the actual DVD. Um, the cast never 
you know, been with her, because a lot of them were quite young anyway, they never had two directors. And this was their first film, first film, the, the directors. Um, and the the wrote it and you know they were just they were di- they were just bouncing off each other. They knew exactly what to set to do, and they were giving the actors a little bit more freedom because it was their first t- time directing. So it was just like okay, try this, try that. Um, and you know what? They just I think they just had a blast making it with the whole cast and crew. And I think they got the casting perfect within this. I think every character hits. Um, and they says when they found like. Jim, he was just perfect for it. They couldn't find the Stifler type character, and it, they eventually found uh, Sean William Scott, and it just worked. And yeah, they just had fun making it. I can't believe they only paid him six grand. Yeah, because he was working at Home Depot apparently at the time, and um, or something like that. And he, you know, he, he and the he, like he says, I think they didn't they realize that they wanted to use him more, but they obviously got him already in the contract. Mm. But they used him more than something, and he got paid a lot more for the other ones as well. Yeah, he's doing all right. I don't feel too sorry for him. Yeah, yeah and I think this does a great uh, job of encapsulating the way teenage boys feels about mm. yeah, that, I mean, side, that type of the rite of passage that we all go through. Yeah, I mean, this film was their uh, film debut as well. That's what you got to remember. And it's a, you know, we're getting to the point where we're going to say it's a hit at the end of this. No. I mean, I love it. Um, no, for what it was, I've got some facts about how much it made as well. So it was a hit financially. Oh, I think I read that. Yeah, it's Billions, it's, it's, it? it's ridiculous. It is. Um, so what they did for their first film class, knocked out the park. All right, cinematography. What did you think? Um, I thought the production was a bit amateurish. Um, it looked a little cheap at times in terms of the, the visual side of it. Not to say it was bad. It's just looked like it was made in the 90s yeah it looked like yeah. it was made in the 90s um, obviously some of it was set based some of it was um, actually on location so the diner where they eat the hot dogs um, that's uh, a location which they kind of converted into that apparently they had like 20 hot dogs that day in that <laughs> one scene because they kept doing it yeah. um, the school was actually a school but they, they added it was the, two different schools wasn't there one yeah. they used an outside of one and the inside of yeah. another they painted loggers and uh, walls and stuff to make it actually a little bit nicer right. um, the house scene where Stifler drinks you know his party where he drinks the, the beer yeah um, the upstairs is actually a soundstage and downstairs is actually a house. So oh, right. it's a bit of a mixture and I, I just I just think it's whatever they could get at the time, but you're right, it's 90s. Um, yeah. It looks good, looks fine. Yeah, you know? it's well lit. Yeah. Like you were saying about comedies, what what would be the uh, the lighting ratio of this? Two to one? Two to one, one to one, you know, it's it's everything's even, evenly lit. Yeah, so. I watched this on Blu-ray. Blu-ray, did you? Rip. Um, and it looks pretty good. Yeah, nice. It, 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 I mean, other than obviously the very like nineties esque stuff in it, uh, it, it looks like it's shot very well. Yeah. Editing. Or was I it mean, pace? the pace of this film obviously starts off very slow, and then by the time you bit, get to the point where he bit, invites the girl around and he's running from house to house, it's a bit rocky. Yeah, it's a bit rocky at the beginning. I think it, mm-hmm. they don't kind of form that pact until thirty minutes in, which mm-hmm. for yeah. a ninety-minute film. Did you it's feel a bit that off. the um, the scene with the party at the start was just kind of going nowhere? Yeah, and it felt more like like an episode of EastEnders. That's it felt I like wrote, a soap. I wrote soap down somewhere. Yeah, yeah. glad you picked it that up. It didn't. It didn't yeah. feel filmic until they were sort of in school later on and then yeah. Yeah. The, their call to action really didn't kick in for ages, did it? Yeah, no. I so mean, it was a bit slow at first, but when it when it got past that mark, I think it did pick up. Yeah, the um, the filmed, you know, the kind of opening montage where it's kind of introducing all of the characters and you're seeing them in the school and um, they're the walking through and then you see the band geeks and stuff like that. That was like 20 minutes long. 
like they were going to do it in a completely different way, but they just run out of time and money, and so they had to cut that down to just go. Like, He's all the characters. He's what's happening. You I know. suppose it is quite difficult to introduce four separate characters. Yeah, well, four and plus, you know... The girls. The girls and Stifler and everyone else. And you see um, Michelle's character so early on, but it's, it's just a, a side glance of in the bang geek. You, we actually come back to and her. And it felt a little bit crowbarred in that as well. Yes. Yeah. They, they even say that it was like, they had a, a good idea of how to introduce them, but this was this was the yeah. most natural way to do it though, right. she, through the school. She doesn't even say it, well, she says mumble something at the beginning, but you don't actually get to see her say anything until they're sitting in the, the class classroom, yeah. which uh-huh. is like 20 minutes to go at the end of the film. Yeah. See, but I, I don't think it she needed to be in right at the start because it was like, Oh, he has a bank geek, mate. I say something about being a bank geek. Yeah. We could have just had them walk past in their uniform. Yeah. And then we obviously get to see the bit where they knock on the door and get rejected. But it, she had like this shoehorned line in like, oh, this time at band camp. And it's like, there was an unnecessary setup at that point. I feel like you could take out the first 25 minutes of this film and just like jump straight in. Well, I think like, we didn't arrive late. We arrived way too well, early. I think with the opening scene when he's in the bedroom, I think that sets the entire mood of the film. So I reckon that's fine. It is just the introduction of the characters when in the school, but you're right when the... Oh, um, right, yeah, when the yeah. when the parents come in. Yeah. yeah. No, it's but, totally fine. Yeah, I mean, you're right with, um, you know, it's it's until they get the pact. It's it's quite quite far into the film, you know, and it's, it's within the party... So maybe that could happen a little bit. But quicker. I suppose the point of the party was as well to get a bunch of gags in. It's, yeah. it's quite funny, that scene with the cup. Yeah, that Stif- is good. You get to see Stifler a lot more well, than it, you do. It introduces um, Jim to Nadia. You know, you see they're kind of... It's yeah. a, he, he's, he's, you know, he's stumbling over his words and things like that. And they've, they've Again, all, you could have done without it, though. Yeah, but they've all got something going on. So you see you see them all fail, in a way, um, and or, or not get what they really want. So it's, yeah, it's, they could have sped that up a little bit. I agree. Yeah, I feel like there's just a little bit of fat in that, yeah. in that sequence. But the second half though, it, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. after that, it's yeah. like. It, the pacing's really well. The beats are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now should we move on to soundtrack? Soundtrack's class. I mean, yeah. the, sa- the soundtrack Maggie. certainly yeah. dates the film, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it does. But yeah. I feel like, I, I don't know, it's, it's strange. Uh, you listen to any sort of like um, late 90s, early 2000s, like punk rock. And it just puts you in that American Pie mood straight away, yeah, doesn't puts it? You, puts you in the thing. I mean, the scene you mentioned earlier, you know, when Nadia's in the bedroom, then he runs to the friend's house yeah. and then he runs back. The Blink-182 soundtrack and that kicks in perfectly. Yeah. It's perfect for that when he's running, uh, when he falls over the hedge, which is the funniest thing. He just falls over a hedge, but he's running back <laughs> so fast. But it's the music as well, it's the pacing, oh, it's yeah, the beat. Yeah. So that really worked. Um, like it says, the tracks really put you into when this was. Um, when it is and every time I hear Blink-182 song it's just like oh this is American Pie isn't it yeah definitely yeah, yeah I used to listen to this a lot on my MP3 player I thought yeah. it was really cool because I had the American Pie soundtrack on my MP3 player oh, nice. it was like pre pre iPods and things like that yeah um, but it brought back a lot of memories yeah. listening to this so it was fun yeah soundtrack it was great, wasn't it? It, it fit the it was, bill. It was American, solid American. Yeah, yeah, it was very American. American yeah. That's yeah. The, yeah. the best way to describe it alright well how would you do it differently if you would do it differently Rob I imagine you would probably keep it the I, same. No, it? I think, like you said, like you said add yeah. more ten minutes. Add ten minutes. On. No, no. <laughs> um, I did watch the deleted scenes uh, as well. I went in depth with this one. Um, yeah, no, it's I'm, weird that you've picked this film to go in depth on. I'm glad you did, though. Yeah, well done. Yeah, 
I mean, you you've just proved a lot of people wrong. Yeah, because there's the you know well well, I mean we've just started this podcast, but I hope in two years time people are watching it, listening to it from the first one. Hello, the hundreds of thousands of people who are listening to this. Uh, you thought that this was going to be a rubbish episode, but Rob just proved you wrong. <laughs> Sponsored <laughs> by <laughs> something. Yeah, I mean we I watched it and um, I've got them all on DVD. Oh, um, I'm so I I dove, I dove into my big box of DVDs. Big box of DVDs, yeah. So I've got a big box for the audience at home there. Um, I've got a big box of old DVDs that I haven't watched in, I don't know, in since my teenage years. Yeah. And I thought I had it, and I took them all out. And we we were going to use the big box for a prop in a film. We were yes, making, we were, yeah. which we might still use eventually. Um, but I'm glad it was in there, so I didn't have to illegally stream. Yeah, the first time, Christian, um, <laughs> on the podcast. No, like I watched it, and I went. I, I dug out the other two. And I'm going to watch them, and I'm going to I buy am. the fourth one. I'm I definitely, to... I need to yeah. watch them. Yeah. So, like, you watch it, and it's getting you in that mood, and you want to watch the rest. Like, I'm going to get the fourth one, so the reunion, which I, I, I quite like. I haven't seen that. I'm actually quite excited. Yeah, I, I, I went to the cinema, and you know what? It's exactly the same as all of the other ones. They're all on the same level of seven out of ten. That's what this has got on IMDb. Before he's, it's got sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't do Rotten. I would tomatoes. give it a solid seven out of ten. So it was entertaining, but like. Yeah. I wouldn't change any of it. I mean, the, maybe it's the introduction of the characters. Now that we've spoke about it, yeah, yeah now, there are now, things that, yeah, some problematic um, moments. I, I found a review that was like a really bad review at the time. Go and on. I started reading it out and see what you could, yeah. you could um, challenge it. The story was primitive, the characters unmemorable, the direction unsophisticated, the writing cliched, the photography and music crap, the pacing uneven, lowbrow sex comedy idi- aimed at idiots and hormone-driven teenage boys. Who was that by? And then you'll scroll that down. By, that was by me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you'll scroll down and it'll go, oh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. I just jacked my little weenus the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, w- w- everything that says in the review, that's, they've just come out of the cinema and they've just went, I'm going to write this review everyone's going to agree with us. And then they've, they've, they've logged on. Well, it wouldn't have been the computer around then. They would have got the paper um, and looked at, looked at <laughs> the review. called the media. Tell yeah. us a story, Grandpa <laughs> they Rob. Would have, they would have looked at the reviews and went, man, I've got this completely wrong, haven't I? Because I'm going to back some facts up. I've got some facts here. So it was made for 11 million pound, right? 11 million, million dollars. And it, in a May, open weekend class, it made 235 million. That's a massive hit. That's pretty good. That's, that's a big hit. That's, that's a, a massive hit. That's a percentage increase there. Yeah, I mean, and then it, it, it allowed them to make the next ones in the next two years um, in between that. So kind of that review, it, it's one of those, it's, you know, I wouldn't, whoever that was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue this, whoever that was, I probably wouldn't like any of those reviews. Like Richard said, they probably loved 2001 Space Odyssey. And if you haven't, listeners, listened to our episode on 2001, we didn't really like it. Christian did, me, me and Rich just thought it was a, what do we say now? Oh, I, I'm not going to repeat those words. Bad, so. Too vulgar. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. if I was going to do this film differently, so if I was getting to do it, I get to remake it and then somehow off the face of the earth delete the original version. The only thing I would want to do is just set it in Britain. I think making it a lot so, more like... That's what the in-betweeners is. It's well, just yeah, the exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, the in-betweeners as like, like this British comedy, yeah. This set the precedence for... Is that the right word? Presidents. Presidents. Yep. Set the Obama. Pre- pre- president. Yeah. President. Set the president. President. Pres- R- whatever it is. PCs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they set the bar for 
the la- the next like seventeen years. Oh, I did. Yeah, you you go back and watch this this film, and you think every film's like this, but yeah. no, this was like one of the ver- the very first you know, to do it. This like, but yeah. it didn't create a genre. It, no, it didn't it? invent the genre. No, it didn't. No, it, it reinvented it because it put it. What what genre was it though? Well, teen sex comedy wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the genre. It brought yeah, it in. Teen sex comedy. Christian, what would you do differently? Well, there's a few gags I didn't like. The, the yeah, there was there was a few in this film. There was a few. There was a few hit or miss gags. Go on then. I didn't like the the poop laxative in the in the yeah in the thing. Yeah, that's that wasn't true. really very funny. We tried to, to do that this one in school. So I see. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of like toilet humor. No, no I mean, not really. It, it never makes me laugh out loud. But not, it's not it's, like um, <laughs> when like at the end when Jim goes. Oh no, it's. Jim and Michelle finally yeah. find a room, and he goes, "This'll do," and, and he then he jumps off the bed. That was really funny. But the toilet humour and the laxative serves a purpose in the story because Finch is becoming, you know... Yeah, but they could have done No, he's done... Yeah, but he's becoming well-known. It it needed to be something big that people will talk about and make fun of him for. And unfortunately, they had to have have one toilet humour joke in this because it is that type of film. And And it serves a purpose. I don't think if they were remaking this film today, I don't think they would have got away with the non-consensual hidden camera in the room of oh, the woman definitely, getting undressed. Definitely not. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. made me a little bit uncomfortable, actually. I forgot about mm. how, how he just broadcast this woman getting changed yeah. the, the entire it was, school. It's such a new thing, isn't it? With the webcams, but now it's like everyone's got a phone. That he would get arrested for that right yeah, now. But at, at the same time, uh, no, not that it makes it better, but the fact that he gets hum- humiliated as well. Well, that's yes. what, if that to- didn't happen, he would have been a bit. bad guy. Yeah. Um, but because yeah. he humiliated himself and it wasn't really, he didn't mean to broadcast it to everyone. It, yeah. It, we were kind of on his side, but he was still in the wrong there. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, know. definitely. Yeah. I yeah, mean, there's a lot, my, there's a lot of things that shouldn't have done in this film. That that's was my two wrong. things of how yeah. I would do it differently. Yeah. Get rid of the poop yeah. jokes and the hidden camera. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> All right. Has it aged? I think so. I think it sits. It does really just sit in the late nineties, exactly where it needs to be. And you go, you go back into it, and you see these baggy jeans and these shirts and yeah. stuff. And you're like, I know exactly where I am watching yeah, this because film. Because we were in that type of place when we were growing up, you know, and stuff like that. So it's it's hazarded, yes, but like you said earlier, it takes you back to that. So yeah, it's not in fun. not in a negative sense. Yeah. I think it's a it's a nostalgia but sort of thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a nostalgia project. It romanticizes that period in your life and it yeah. sets it. We we all remember going through that, but ours our experiences were probably a little bit more traumatic. And this is set in a you know a nice sunny yeah, middle America middle class suburban lifestyle, and it just makes it nicer to watch and funnier to remember. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely aged. Well, it's, it's yeah, it has aged. Yeah. It, yeah, it's nineteen ninety nine, isn't it? So so imagine if this film was going to come out in twenty seventeen. How how would you think a, a modern director would do it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, they'd all have smartphones. Yeah, there'd be a lot um, of Snapchat. Yeah. It'll be more like skins, probably. Right. Yeah. More edgy. Right. And um, we'll see full full sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Full penetrative. <laughs> Just porn. <laughs> too porn. They're, they're all gonna like probably. They're all gonna take drugs and then complain that they're taking drugs. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's, a good question. It would probably just be more depressing, wouldn't it? Yeah. They would put a Donald Trump joke in there for some uh, reason. Yeah. They would shoehorn that in. And that would have made it even more aged than this one in 99. Yeah, it just, it would be too Hollywood because this is still kind of like an indie and that's why it kind of looks like that. And it it would just be too clean and there would be too, there would put too many restrictions because it wouldn't be not rated they couldn't bring this out and it'd be, be a 12 year it'd be a 12 year and it would just be in there Pit- pitbull would be in it at some yeah. point he would get a cameo and the rock would probably yeah. be someone's dad and <laughs> it'd just be all sugar coated 
so I'm glad this film got made when it did because they're allowed to get away with this and yeah. All right, Rob, your time to shine. Fun facts. Fun facts. I've actually spoke about a lot of my fun facts. Um, but the script was um, it was wrote and sold. So it was wrote, and as soon as he finished it, he sent it away to to for people to buy it, and it was purchased by the production company in six weeks. It's a fast process. Someone read it and went, "Yep, I want to make this. I want to. I want to get this on screen." Um, so, which is a pretty quick turnaround. A lot of scripts yeah. can sit on the pile for a very long time. That's cool. Um, and the other fact, which is not as as filmy as that one, filmy. Is that, yeah, um, you know that little pie scene. You remember that vaguely? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hilarious. It's so funny. I mean, the best bit is when he's sitting there with his dad and. We'll just we'll I, just tell your mum because we've all we've all done something like that. Done that. We, no. all, we all took, lads. Come on, come on. It's only us three. Um, apart from in two years' time when we get a hundred thousand people listening to this, we've all done something at least a little bit. I'm not going to silly with our Willy. Right, no one wants to admit. But come on, guys. I'm let's good. just admit we've all stuck it somewhere. We. <laughs> Let's cut that bit out, please. Right, so that will pie scene, we've all seen it. Um, do you want to know where it was purchased? The no. Pie? It was purchased at Costco. It was. was. It? Yep. How many pies did they have? They had eight pies, uh-huh. but they only used five of them. So uh, the right, other, the... other three were for grabs. Well, we do know <laughs> that he, he, um, he has premature problems. Yes. So, yeah, that's kind of all my facts, apart from how much it made and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Great, I think we can... Any, do you want to... Anyone want to do a wrap up yeah. sentence? Can I? Can I? I'll, I'll say one more thing because I'm still quite passionate about this film. Um, you know, it doesn't hold back. It just goes for it, and it puts you in the world. And every scene kind of it drives the story on to get to this conclusion, which yes is a little bit silly. We spoke about, you know, ET. We spoke about 2001: Space Odyssey. We spoke about Heat, and these are like story telling masterclasses. Sometimes it's not about the idea, is no. it? It's about the execution of yes, that idea. And this executes executes the idea really well it keeps it entertaining it keeps it fun keeps it light it keeps it disgusting um it keeps it very relatable um and that's why i really i really like american pie and i'm going to watch the rest of them i mean everyone knows about this film don't they like there's a a reason for it i totally forgot when i was watching this that milf came from american pie that has become so common use it's like entered into the modern day lexicon i'm surprised if it's not in the dictionary but i completely forgot (laughs) That I came from American Pie, and so I'm going to make a claim that that is the most quoted film in history. Oh wow! Because um, of the term milk. Because of the term milk. Right, yeah. Good shout. When I and if anyone wants to kind of confirm or deny that, yeah. please do. But I think I think that might be it. I, I liked it watching this. Yeah, I enjoy watching this, and I will watch the the, the follow ups. I won't. <laughs> and that was this week's segment of you haven't, haven't seen, seen that. that? which was American Pie, and next week we're going to be talking about American Beauty. And we've just decided that because we realised in the past last trivia round that Richard hasn't seen it. Yeah. yeah. So, so it all you works haven't out. seen that. Full, full <laughs> circle, isn't it? It's it's exactly like American Pie um, with Kevin Spacey. Oh, it's got Jim's, um, uh, Oz's love interest is, is the oh, girl yes. in this, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, all right, cool, yeah. So, so Christian's seen it, Rob's seen it, I yeah. haven't seen it. And so if you want to get involved in the conversation, then have a watch of it this week. And where can they find us, Rob? Um, on social media. Twitter's a good place. Um, at the Film Look. At the Film Look on everything, actually. 
So moving on to the third round of trivia this week, uh, Richard is currently winning 2-1, so Rob, you need to get this one right to stay in the game. The next prop, I'm going to play an audio clip, and you need to guess either the name of the prop or the film. I'll give you a point for whatever comes first. Um, so this is it. Ghostbusters? The thing? You got it. Oh. Oh, nice. I don't even like that. They're all right, the Ghostbusters. So that was the ghost trap. Ghost trap, yeah. The yeah. device that they catch ghosts in in mm. Ghostbusters, and that's the noise it made. Um, a lot of facts about that. The trap was made out of metal and flaps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still in American Pie mode. I'm like. back on American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> it was made of metal and flaps. <laughs> metal, what? Well, no, they wanted it to be simple because it want, they wanted it to look like um, that these guys just made it in the garage. Or okay. something, and it's like cobbled together bits of things they could find yeah um so that was that was that was my fact it wasn't very good <laughs> we've got a laugh out of flaps now <laughs> right so the next prop it's two, two it's two two all playful all this playful. next one is the winner um i've got another i've got another uh, audio clip um this is the sound that this prop makes it's a radio it's um what's his name groundhog day man this you got it. Yeah, Grandma's do. I got you, babe. So that's the tune and the. It's a good film, up. It is good film. I've seen it in a while. I'll give you a little fact about that before we go on to what is next. They had twelve of those clocks. Why? Because oh, he smashes them. Why don't they? Because he smashes them. Yeah, he smashes <laughs> them. Doesn't that just uh, reverse time? And they rigged <laughs> them. They rigged them to simply go from 5.58 to 5.59 to oh, okay. 6. Oh, it's just so that's easy, all yeah. it was, just yeah. for continuity, to help with continuity. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so Richard mm. won. Well done. So what's the scores on the doors now? should have some celebratory like cheering or something. So it's 5-1 five, five, overall. So according, I, I to the rules, that, so according to the rules we set out at the beginning of the podcast run, we now have to have a forfeit for Rob, which we don't have right now. So I think we'll plan that this week, and you can right, do well, it next week. I mean, on the podcast. how about if we get um, a forfeit from a listener? We can if as we long have as any. It's reasonable. Um, so send in your comments on Twitter at the Film Look. Let us know what you want Rob to do. Make it clean, please. And if not, um, I'll be tucking into a beautiful. Burger and chips. I mean, if if it is that, we'll um we'll take a picture and put it on Instagram. Okay, we'll let you know next week. To be, to be honest, this is going to work out all right because we're going to go for burger and chips. You're not just going to eat one. I'm going to eat one too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to have to pay for it. I mean, if the forfeit was I have to watch you eat a burger, then it that's a good been. forfeit. That is a good. Yeah. Nah, Max. Um, Max is listening. <laughs> Max, please come on. How are you, Max? Be like Max. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the Q&A section. So we've got one question this week from James. You just said, on, on my notes, I've got from England. Yeah, James from England. I just thought he was English, so we're okay. all English. And it's nice, isn't it, having someone who, who's in the same same country <laughs> listening? I don't know. God, man. What's the question? Well, uh, so his Twitter handle is Iridescent Productions. So go on and say hello to him. Hi, James. James asks, what are your thoughts on and opinions on foreign films? You should definitely check out the film Raw for the film breakdown segment. I've never seen Raw. Neither have I. I've heard um, a lot about it, though. What, yeah. So what, what's Raw? Um, Is that I like a know. WWF I should, have, I should have looked thing. it up. Yeah, Raw. It's, um, I think, off the top of my head. I think it's, it's a French film, isn't it? Yeah, she, it's, I think it's like a young college girl. Um, and she gets, obviously, it's kind of like American Pie. But she gets a taste for people. In, oh, okay. In, oh, it's people. Wow. Oh, so it's a horror film. 
I don't know. Oh, that's hence, the title. Know. hence the title, Raw. Yeah. Got it now. Right. Um, I might be completely wrong, but I think that's about right. All right, we'll certainly add that to the list. We're, we're working our way down, but we'll yeah, put it no, on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I think his first question was, what are your thoughts and opinions on foreign film? I'm, f- I'm for it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, thanks um, for the question, I'm, Jim. <laughs> I'm a little bit more apprehensive to go and watch a foreign film than I am something English, yeah. just because I always feel like I won't be able to get into it because of the subtitles. But I mean, we watched City of God a couple of weeks ago, and that's yeah. one of my favorite films. I mean, I'm 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 the same. Like I'm a bit I'm apprehensive, but every time I watch a foreign film, like it's why don't I watch more? Really good. Yeah. yeah. So um, yes, it is. Uh, Raw is it's an eighteen. It's a drama horror. Um, and yeah, it's it's that one. That well, I'm, let's um, let's watch that when we do our us, spooky yeah. Halloween episode. Yeah, that's a good idea. Looks a bit gruesome, this, to be honest, guys. Um, can we watch it together? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so should we say what's what, what foreign films have we seen? What do we like? Oh, some of my favorite films are foreign films. Like you say, it's it's I'm not as as exposed to them as non-foreign films or yeah. American films. So, what um, if you were going to recommend one? What would you recommend? Oh, what about Pan's Labyrinth? Pan's Labyrinth, I've never good film. Never, film. Yeah, not You've seen never that. seen Pan's Labyrinth? Very, oh, very, you, you haven't could, seen that. You haven't seen that. That's why we've got the section, guys. <laughs> that's, that's a, a very, hell, very good that, film. That's a good it's got film some to style down. to it. Yeah. yeah, I like the film The Raid. That's a that's good film. Yeah, South Korean. Yeah, Sing- Singapore. I've seen the second one. It's Korean, isn't it? No, it's Singaporeish. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Singaporeish. Um, and then the 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 sort of didn't like a soft remake when uh they did Dread. It's like the premise is almost exactly the same. Yeah. All right. Um, Snowpiercer is technically in English, but it's by. I'm fairly certain it's it's a Chinese director who can't speak English, so that's a very good foreign non-foreign that's a, that's film. A, that's a very good film. But Snowpiercer is the, top make, ten. Like it's wicked. Making a TV show of that. Are they really? Yes. All right. We'll get, we'll give that a watch then. Um, I've seen there's a one on Netflix called Victoria. Um, oh, that's one with done in all one shot, isn't yes, it? Yes, two two hours and twenty minutes. I definitely think we should watch that, and you haven't seen that because um, to break that down, all one shot, two hours and twenty minutes, and you know what? It's fantastic. Um, so and it's on Netflix, so we should add that to the list as well. This list is getting long. It's a big yeah, list. We should actually so, like write the list yeah it's all just in our heads at the moment (laughs) so that's some yeah some uh, recommendations for foreign film there and james recommends raw which we'll be checking out if you've got any foreign films recommendations send them through and if you want to ask us any other questions on the podcast throw us a line over on twitter where you can find us at the film look you can also find us on facebook and instagram under the film look um you can see kind of behind the scenes and what we do here and if you haven't checked it out check out our youtube channel we don't just do this podcast um we also do a youtube channel so every tuesday we put educational episode out and every sunday we put a bit of a vlog out a bit of a story in the can segment that we do on there so Multiple videos every week. If you like watching videos and not just listen to us, you can also see our faces. Um, if you like this podcast, apparently if you go to iTunes and rate and review it, it'll help us and other people see this podcast. I think this works. I'm not too sure. We're still new to this podcast game. So if you can, go to iTunes, check it out, and um, kind of see if you like us or not. If you don't, let us know as well. Is that it, guys? Has you got anything I else to say? I think that's it. Yeah, liked American Pie? Have I convinced you? 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10, Rich? 69 out of 10. 69. Oi, oi. <laughs> That's the sex number for those yeah. who don't know. Yeah. As always, thanks for listening to the Film Love Podcast. I hope you come back after that. Um, come back! Oi! <laughs> <Hey>. um, <laughs> oh, yeah!
Lads, 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 lads. And remember, achieve it once. Yeah. <laughs> and remember... <laughs> can I do remember this? to do what, uh, Rob? Can I, can I do this argument one more time, bro? Right, as always, thanks for listening to the Film of Podcast where we're trying to achieve it one shot at a time. Until next time, um, please come back. See you later. See you. See you.